My name is Sherilyn Marino from uh, Kessler Foundation and Children's Specialized Hospital. And <clears throat> today I'm going to talk about um, parent-child agreement uh, of neurobehavioral functioning following moderate and severe TBI. Uh, so a little bit of background about um, pediatric traumatic brain injury. Over 700,000 youth seek medical care each year in the U.S with 50,000 uh, requiring hospitalizations and 6,000, resulting in 6,000 deaths. And according to a subset of the population, this could result in um, long-term deficits, including in cognitive impairments, social deficits, and affective disorders. But however, little is known about self-awareness of neurobehavioral functioning of these particular uh, problems. And so a little bit about um, what we mean by self-awareness. Uh, self-awareness can be defined as the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. And we know that uh, self-awareness is a developmental construct, and it begins to come online as early as two months of age, and gradually progresses to become more sophisticated competency with the greatest amount of maturity uh, occurring between the ages of um, two and around mid to mid-childhood, and of course gradually becoming more sophisticated as through the lifespan. Previous research suggests that inaccurate self-awareness of functional deficits can hinder the use of self-regulatory strategies, and these are needed in order to adjust behaviors appropriately according to the context. However, research examining self-awareness deficits in children have found that self-awareness impairments relate to behavioral problems. For example, aggressive children were found to underestimate how disliked they were when compared to their peers of non-aggressive children. And children with ADHD were more likely to overestimate skill level, leading to more conduct problems and fewer reciprocal friendships. So how do we know what, um, what self-awareness looks like when their brain injury is affected, their, this competency? In adult TBI, we know that there's a substantial literature looking at um, lack of awareness of um, functioning, of, of, the of the person's functioning. And this, uh, this is related to executive deficits, difficulties with self-regulation, and reduced motivation to engage in rehabilitation. However, less is known about how self-awareness uh, manifests itself in childhood TBI. Um, we know that uh, the childhood, during the childhood period, the brain is substantially developing and there are certain competencies that have not yet come online and they're being disrupted by the brain injury. And so what we, we do know that uh, further research is required in order to really look at different uh, deficits in self-awareness among these uh, different areas of functioning. So far what's been done is that we've found that discrepancies between self and parent ratings of everyday executive functioning were found in adolescents following TBI, and that higher performances of executive functioning tasks were related to self-other discrepancies of social functioning. And so for the current study, uh, the current study seeks to uh, add upon this uh, historical research so far, and this study is part of a larger intervention research project, and this is like sub-analysis of that data, and we were looking at 
uh, discrepancies between self and parent rated evaluations of the child's neurobehavioral functioning following pediatric TBI. And then a second objective was to examine whether children with self-awareness impairments of internalizing or externalizing behaviors would perform worse on executive functioning than children without self-impairments. And the aim one for our hypothesis was that children and parents would show significantly different scores on internalizing and externalizing subscales with parents reporting greater emotional and behavioral problems of the, ch of the child's self-evaluation than the child's self-evaluation. And the hypothesis of the second aim is that children with self-awareness impairments would perform poorer on executive functions than children without deficits. So the sample uh, in, in this particular study is uh, nine, or, I'm sorry, there were eight people in the study, and the ages ranged from nine to 16 with the mean age of 13. Uh, gender was about, is equally distributed, uh, males and females. And there were six moderate severity cases and two of severe cases. And uh, for race, there were four African Americans represented in our sample, three Caucasians and one Hispanic. So the behavior assessment system for children, second edition, was used to assess neurobehavioral functioning. Specifically, the BASC includes an internalizing composite scale, which looks at depression, anxiety, somatization, and externalizing symptoms, which looks at attention problems and hyperactivity. So participants completed the self-assessment questionnaire of their own functioning, and then parents completed a complement version of that same questionnaire. And to address the second objective of this study, we also uh, administered tests of executive functions using the test of everyday attention for children. And we looked at creature counting, which looked at set switching, and then code transmission, which looked at sustained attention. And then we also looked at three subscales of the NEPSI, including auditory attention, response set, and inhibition. So our statistical analyses to address the first hypothesis was a paired samples t-test in order to examine differences between child and parent reports on the seven scales of internalizing and externalizing symptoms. And then to address the second hypothesis, we looked at uh, the child-parent ratings that, and we classified each of the ratings according to the, um, the BASC's uh, qualitative uh, categories in terms of whether there's a risk or not a risk or how, at how level of a risk that the child demonstrates. And so for 15, if the child scored a total score of 59, there was considered no risk and was coded as a three. Between 60 and 69 was considered high, elevated, and at risk, and they were coded with, it, with the number two. And then uh, for Scores greater than 70 was considered clinically significant, and we coded them with a number one. Next, child-parent pairs were coded as either discrepant or non-discrepant, and this was done by looking at um, the child's coding and the parent's coding and determining whether they were in the same place or not, and they would be determined if they were discrepant or not. Following this, we looked at, um, we took this information, we uh, com computed, computed independent samples t-tests, 
to examine differences between children with and without self-awareness impairments on executive functions. And so results in AIM-1, uh, this is the internalizing composite, and you can see that uh, this is not significant. However, uh, a medium level of um, effect size was found. And you can see that there were differences um, qualitatively, that they were, their uh, responses were different. Uh, and for depression, this was significant. There were differences here between the parent and the child report, and a large effect size was found. Similar with anxiety and somatization. We did not find significant differences between the parent-child reports of the externalizing subscales. However, when we computed the uh, effect size there at the uh, hyperactivities at a medium level of effect and the uh, attention problems at a large effect. So it can suggest that there might be, with a larger sample, we might see something, um, we might see something significant. So results of AIM-2, uh, this was just uh, the frequencies of the, uh, of the impairments across the different um, emotional and behavioral problems. And you can see that uh, most of them actually are equal. So there is about equal of um, kids that were impaired versus that were not impaired on the attention, hyperactivity, and anxiety subscales. And for the internalizing, it's slightly uh, less people impaired self-awareness impairment on the internalizing subscales. However, depression and somatization was, uh, there were a higher number of kids that were considered self, um, impaired on self-awareness. And when we conducted the uh, independent samples t-test, we found no significant differences. Um, but we did find, uh, when computing the effect size, again, it was a large effect size and across uh, all the subscales, so this is to suggest that if you can see the trends, that there are definitely uh, a greater number of kids that have impairments that are uh, struggling in these different areas of executive functions, and that this suggests that with a larger sample, that we might find some significant differences. And so to conclude, our findings uh, suggest that Parent and child reports of neurobehavioral functioning may be disparate, at least when examining internalizing symptoms. And that children with TBI may not be good self-evaluators self of internalizing symptomatology. And that we also found that self-awareness impairments of internalizing symptoms trend towards poorer performance on tasks of executive functions. And this also is inconsistent with the previous studies uh, looking at discrepancies and executive functions so far with children. And the implications here that we should, as clinicians, should uh, introduce, should definitely introduce multiple source assessments and also should understand that um, kids with a TBI may not be good evaluators and so that to really take a look at also parent as well as a clinician or another close um, observer of the child to accurately get an assessment of their uh, functioning, at least in terms of their depression, anxiety, and somatization uh, symptoms.
And lastly, uh, treatments should focus Treatments that focus on adjusting and evaluating self-awareness may show increases in affect and behavioral problems, at least in the short term. So this means that we might find increases actually in self-report, but what we're really finding is that the um, discrepancy between the child's report and the parent report is becoming smaller, and this is actually a positive outcome, especially in terms of treatment. So limitations is that we, we do not have a control group in this sample. Uh, this was, of course, this was part of an intervention study that is looking at um, a treatment for um, emotional and behavioral problems. And also, of course, there's a small sample size. So for future directions, uh, we're definitely going to add a typically developing ch uh, children's group, as well as other clinical pediatric populations and that this may better inform underlying processes uh, that might be related to pediatric TBI and executive functions. So further, it would be important to look at uh, directions of the relationships between executive functioning, self-awareness, uh, internalizing symptoms, and behavior. And so I'd like to acknowledge um, the labs that I work in, the Neuropsychology and Neuroscience Lab and TBI Lab and the Children's Specialized Hospital Research Support Staff. And these are my references. Thank you.